Hello, humans. That was weird. It sounded like a robot. Like Bender. <clears throat> you know, trying to kill all that. humans. I know. Yes, you were talking like a robot last week, too. What the hell, dude? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Finally, my secret is teased. It's Rob here <laughs> with Not a Robot Podcast, DC Comics Review Show number 138. We're one nine away from the beginning of the DC Universe. It's true. That was a weird little... <laughs> I don't know if that's an Easter egg. I'll call it an Easter egg pocket. This is the world's greatest comic show about the world's greatest superheroes, and with me, as always, is Brandon. Hello, everyone. This episode is sponsored by The Green. I don't have a slogan to go with that. I just wanted to let you know. That's a, it's a hard sell. It's a hard sponsor to get, but I'm happy they're here. And Josh. Choice, yeah, we really yeah, Elemental man. forces. They didn't really <laughs> give us an option here. <laughs> I, I I just wanted to reiterate, man, that yeah, our sponsor is definitely the green. They're good people, man. We love the green. <laughs> also, they paid me a lot of money to say that. Loads you know, of money. Because they're the green. <laughs> they're paper. Wait, Parliament. that's illegal. <laughs> Speaking of the that green, got no man, laughs. Did you know that there's this car? <laughs> this car as it, it runs should. on water, man. Oh my god! Yeah. No, I, I, I caught, I caught your box. money joke. That was, was subpar. <laughs> you could say it. That was. I can it take was it. good. It was so good. I had to just like <laughs> silently cringe. Yeah, you had to try not to walk off a cliff. Yeah. (laughs) So that being said, if y'all want to get in touch with us and tell us how much you hate our bad jokes, email us at comics at notarobotpodcast.com and you can tweet us all your own bad jokes at notarobotcomics and send me pictures on Instagram at narcomicbooks. And if you feel like supporting us, visit buymeacoffee.com forward slash NAR podcasts, where you can get access to our Discord server, where we're always talking, except this week. So I'm pretty freaking quiet, except I gotta week. say. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think everybody, everybody's busy. There hasn't been a lot of discussion, except for the news. There's been We've been talking a lot about news. There's been a lot of news. But before we get into the news, this week's books... It's quite the lineup. We have Batman Inc. number six, Wildcast number five, Harley Quinn screws up the DCU number one, part of the multiversity line, Superman Lost number one, Lazarus Planet Revenge of the Gods number one, Batgirls number 16, and Justice Society of America number three, as well as a couple of honorable mentions, as is usually the case. Now, as mentioned, what's going on with the news? Personally first. Personally, first, yeah. uh, well, I'm gonna put it out there, man. Let's let's take our laundry and let that stink out into the air. Uh, Brandon and I together collectively have a <laughs> serious problem with Rob right now. Yeah, like, mm. like friend, oh, friendship is dangling in the air. It's yeah, it's it's teetering on an edge right now. But for what possible see, reason could this be? See, it's, see it's the worst back. kinds of friends that are enablers, 
but it's also yes. the worst kinds of friends that actively push you into nasty addiction. Provokers. The last I you're checked, people, I only brought you guys joy. You're the people that dare <laughs> warn us about. Mm. <laughs> See, that's that's how it always starts. They say, "Oh, I'm I'm just trying to help you." It's it's a positive thing, and then Here, all man, of a sudden one for you free. have. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, oh, it won't hurt you. And then all of a sudden you're out like a hundred dollars because you just had to have these three figures. You just couldn't resist. <laughs> and I mean that literally. See, you just like could not resist. Rob most recently I got me the death metal Wonder Woman, which is like <laughs> if you've listened to the podcast, you've heard me more than one occasion talk about how awesome it is. And um, I've since bought, or actually my wife did, uh, she got me, um, three more figures. I got Batman and Robin King and I'm waiting for Superman. So I'll be able to build dark father too. Brandon was the, was the, was the first push Rob did. That was the first branch <laughs> out into his in, invoking an addiction <laughs> in the two of his co-hosts. Yes. And, and to give Rob the benefit anything. of the doubt. <laughs> To give Rob the benefit of the doubt, it's not entirely his fault. It was it was a very conveniently timed deal, plus maybe some, I don't know, some pent-up feelings about um, just figure collecting in general. Because I hadn't thought about it in a while. And then, you know, we were talking about the McFarlane figures, so I'm looking at them online, and now they're just kind of showing up in my recommended feed. And then, lo and behold, what should show up one day but a grifter that is so wonderfully priced that it felt like it was a grift so i just had to pull the trigger and and well now here we are it was the beginning and of the end of, speaking of bad jokes i will reiterate when you showed it off i said hey that coal didn't cost much cash no it didn't <laughs> neither did the other two which are coming on saturday which are also Wait, two. all your fault yes, i only knew two. about one what's no, the other one so well, so I, I, I mentioned before we went on the air, um, and, and Josh, I'm sure you, I know you have, oh, sorry, oh. my keys fell. Um, <clears throat> Josh, oh, I know you have your stories as well. Uh, yeah, but um, the problem with these, these figures and the problem with Rob, the enabler, um, <laughs> is that my they're new, just new so incredibly well sculpted that it's really hard not to just pull the trigger. Um, and some of them yeah. are, are quite reasonably priced, so... Earlier today, I was just kind of surfing um, through some of the figures, and I discovered that they had the Superman um, War World figure. At least I think it's it might be based on the one from Future State. I'm not entirely sure, but it's that same kind of like John Carter of Mars design. Um, and it was yeah, I th- that. I think, and then I, I think it's titled though the Worlds at War. Yeah. It is. Oh yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. Future um, State one. Yeah. yeah. And and I mean, I just I didn't even know that was a thing. So I saw it, and I was like, I must, I must have. Um, I, I became green with envy, so green with envy, in fact, that I bought another figure, one that I had already seen, the Kyle Rayner one that uh, that Rob. Oh yeah, that's right. Parading around this because that one is yeah. also gorgeously sculpted. So now um now I have three. Incredible. Or at least I will have three on Saturday. So there you yeah. go. This is all your fault. Yeah. A Superman's supposed to show up sometime today. I was hoping it was going to be yeah. before. Yeah. I mean. Uh, there's worse addictions to have, but like, oh, there's also, way worse. Yeah. Like, honestly, as, as long been as my before, stay. Yeah. See, it was easy to say no, 
I used to do it a long time ago, but it was easy <laughs> to say no up until I had one in my I head. I know. <laughs> that's that's how it always starts. That's how addiction starts. You just have one. Then I can't got stop. it. Yeah. I got it. I opened like, the package. Oh, it's so sitting good. there in the box. I'm like, this is good, man. This is so like, cool. Look really at that fucking shit. Good. <laughs> I, and I set it on my desk, and I'm like, man, I don't know. I'm in Discord talking about it, and Rob's like, well, you got to open it. Like, cause yeah. I'm one of those guys that I'm not an inbox collector. I need to, oh, yeah. I very it's much a toy, so. I'm going to play too. with it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So I take yeah. it out. I snap the little rubber bands off of it, get some bitch in my hands and now it's over with. And I'm, 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 I'm trying to decide if I want to do the justice league or the bat family. <laughs> and I don't mean like four <laughs> members. I mean like all of them. as much as possible, <laughs> as many as possible. And with the Bat Family, and you probably can get quite the a Nightfall lot. series too. Yeah, you get all the Robins, Batgirl. I There's got to be a couple out of there. Signal is there. Gold label Azrael and the gold label uh, Scarecrow, for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> Game over, man. Game. Like, Game over, man. I was gonna and say. And funny enough, at least the uh, talking about the McFarland toys. There's a gold label Wonder Woman in it that is 100% completely gold yeah I was I was debating on giving you that one or the death metal one because I couldn't remember which one you talked about more but I was pretty sure it was the death metal design the death metal one for sure but I thought that that when I saw that one yesterday I thought that that was pretty interesting considering this week's books exactly yeah yeah, very much. And that uh, that gold one, I think, is also part of Death Metal. I think that was, like, for the the spin from the last issue. Yes. Yeah. Now, take it for me, though. After, after having been part of that, like, <clears throat> um, addiction, it's better than a TCG addiction. <laughs> it's a hell of a lot cheaper. <laughs> yeah, I imagine so. Yeah. That one's not pretty, and it takes up so much more space. <laughs> um, yeah, and speaking of dare, just what the hell was up with that acronym? I don't remember what the acronym is, but the only thing I can think of now is drugs are really excellent. And I drugs don't think that's the message. Really excellent, man. Brought I don't think that's the message dream. they were trying to get across. <laughs> <laughs> I actually um, don't know. I mean, I know dare yeah. the D probably stands for drugs, but you'd think that's all I got. Yeah, I have no clue. <laughs> Drug and oh man, now I got my. Come on now, that's just rude. Why are you gonna do this to me? Now I gotta look it up. What does dare? No, dare. Google for. says drug abuse resistance education. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah, I think mine's easier to remember. Yeah. It's really excellent, man. <laughs> so, so, sounds like something. We're kidding. We're not advocating the use of drugs. No. No. Just buy figures instead. It'll yeah, give yes. you the same level of chemical reactions in your brain. Comic books first. And then figures. Yeah. 
this mm-hmm. public service announcement brought to you by Green Lantern number 87. And casually write in <laughs> yes. to McFarlane Toys and ask for all members of the extended Justice League and the extended <laughs> Bat family to be made into figures. Sorry, se- 70s. Now I'm getting my numbers confused. Is it 86 or 76? <laughs> Ooh, me? I think I'm it's 86. 79. The drug issue. Yeah, I think 86 or 87. 86, yeah. And 78 was Jon Stewart's first appearance, right? Or was it 87? No, I think that was like 80-something. So maybe that was 87. Yeah, 76 is the start of the Green Lantern, Green Arrow. um, Okay, yeah. So, right, Jon Stewart was 87. Drugs would have been 85, 86. Okay. Mm -hmm. Damn. Okay, yeah. Indeed. So I was close. <laughs> I was close. Uh, anyway, y'all get the point. Drugs are bad, man. Okay. 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 All right. So as for news, in uh, true DC fashion, they dropped some big news the day after we recorded last week. Nice. So we're we're a week behind. But in that week, there's also been a metric shit ton of other news to talk about. Uh, is there anything specific you guys want to talk? Cause I have it all listed here. Uh, and if there's anything you guys want to talk about first, that's potentially on this list. Uh, well, we should probably get the big one out of the way. Fill in the one blanks. That I assume is, is going to lead to some ranting from our, uh, esteemed colleague over here. And I, I think, you know, which esteemed colleague I, I'm talking about. Um, I, so. I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind leaving that to last. Okay. If, if that, if that's pleases the audience. I figure we could just um, we could do it now <laughs> so we can try and have more positive yeah, yeah, let's let's not even just, beat around the bush. Fair enough. All right, we'll jump right into uh, that then. There is some smaller ones to talk about after. Um and Yeah, okay, I'll, before we get into that, there's one little piece that I saw today that that was announced today. Start off with some interesting fun news. Uh Webtoons, the DC Webtoons, if y'all are a fan of those, they have announced that they are coming to print. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Nice. That I will have the dates. They're all, all coming later this year. It's um, Wayne Family Adventures, Zatanna and the Ripper, and Vixen NYC are all coming in physical editions. Uh, Wayne Family Adventures and Vixen are hitting shelves in August with Zatanna and the Ripper landing in October. You guys will like them. I, I read them as webtoons. Yeah. They were really good. I, I haven't read a lot of them, but I've, I've seen a couple of chapters here and there, and they are a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so the big news, and Brandon, just to be sure, you're talking about the thing that dropped last Friday, right? Yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> Dawn of DC has dropped a few more titles to come this year, and I imagine every month we'll probably get a few more teases of what's coming in the next week's solicits. And this time we are getting more looks at... Are we getting new looks at uh, Hawkgirl and Steelworks, as well as the relaunches for Wonder Woman and Flash? New looks Uh, at or new looks for? Hot girl and steel. Uh, well, new. 
both. <laughs> Sealworks like we already knew about. Four? I mean, yeah. yeah, maybe maybe not so much in appearance, but just you know, kind of like yeah. general position in the DCU. Yeah, that like when when I say when new new looks at, I can say for Steelworks because we already knew about Steelworks. Hawk Girl, mm-hmm. I think, was not announced until last week, as far as yes. I know. Um, Wait, what did uh, you say? Sp- Hawk Girl. What about her? I don't think her book was announced up until last oh, Friday. Oh, her book. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, as well as an updated look at the Dawn of DC timeline coming throughout the year. And if y'all remember from the last time they had a, a, a tease with that Dawn of DC timeline, uh, there was this little hint where if you uh, increase the contrast on the image, the dark side of the page will be brightened and you can see what's hidden in the shadows and you got a glimpse at the Night Terrors event, which was announced last month, as well as an event called The Return of the Justice League. Well, that event is no longer shown on the timeline, but instead there is a slightly opaque image of Bobo, the detective chimp, holding what uh, I am currently, and I think, Brandon, you have, you, you've decided on, on what you think it is, but I'm still currently divided between whether it's Golden Age Dr. Fate's helmet or Bronze Age Guardian's helmet. Well, I kind of seem to it does think it look was more like Fate. Yeah, I, I seem to think yeah. it was the Golden Age Fate's helmet, which yeah. is interesting, because obviously the current Fate, Khalid, has a, a very different design, so I wonder yeah. how that would factor in. But um, yeah, no, it's it's hard to say just yet. And for those that haven't seen it, it's the half-face helmet, so it, it only goes up to the nose, and there is two versions of the Golden Age helmet with the full face and the half-face, and this one, Bobo, is holding the half-face helmet. So it's very, very interesting, and he's looking at it with a magnifying glass. So there's there's a lot of questions still to come. A lot of stuff to look at, a lot of exciting things. But beyond yeah. that, the stuff we know about now, uh, we'll start with the nice ones. Uh, and we'll go with Hawk Girl first. <clears throat> that is dropping. <laughs> if I can... <laughs> That's coming July 18th. And it's being written by Jedzia Axelrod, who has done a few of the um, young adult graphic novels with DC, as well uh, drawn by Amanke Noah Helpan. Uh, and Galaxy, the I don't remember the subtitle for Galaxy, but Jedzia Axelrod, I think, was the one that created and wrote Galaxy, mm-hmm. um, the character Galaxy, will be making an appearance, they tease, in Hawk Girls. So that's. Oh something to look forward to is going to be interesting the cover is Wait, did gorgeous you, um, by the way i gotta say did you did you say who was on the steelworks team not yet i'm about to get into that because that, oh, okay. that, that one I is have... exciting yeah, I yeah. Wanted, well i wanted you to say that and also i wanted to make my joke that i already made on discord because i need to recite oh sweet <laughs> uh steelworks that we knew was coming uh <laughs> Earlier this year, at the beginning of the year, they announced Steelworks was coming, and now we have a cover and a creative team. It is being drawn, if I can find the damn name. Steelworks is getting getting their own series. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I 
don't know if it is a mini. I, somehow I feel like I I'm saw that it was a mini, yeah. but but I, it might be an ongoing. We'll see. Uh, yeah, it is. It is drawn by Sammy Basri, art by Sammy Basri, and it is being written by Michael Dorn. Michael who, Dorn. Yeah, who not only voiced yes. Steel in Superman the Animated Series, but most famously played Worf in many Star Trek depictions. Deep Space Nine, Next Generation. But most importantly, Next Generation. Yeah. But he was in DS9 for sort of like yeah. the back half of that series. <laughs> I think he was in a couple of movies. I think he might have even made a few appearances in Voyager. I could be wrong. Yeah, no, he was he was in all the Next Gen movies. I, I mean, well, I don't know about Generations, but I, I think... Um, I'm pretty sure he was in. I think I don't remember, but I, yeah, I, I know he was in Nemesis, and I think he was in yeah. First Contact. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so that is something to look forward to. I'm very excited about that. Michael Dorn writing Steel, and words, also yeah. I had completely forgotten that Michael Dorn was Steel um, in yeah. the animated series. I actually. When you mentioned that, I, I went back and rewatched some of the episodes of Superman Toss, which are great, by the way. Such an underrated show. Um, oh, just yeah. to kind of see. Um, and, and yeah, sure enough, it was him. So what was your joke? Did you say your joke? Oh, my joke was, it's it's very poor, but since there's a writer named Jed Zia um, taking over Hot Girl... And Michael Dorn is now writing Steelworks. My joke was that we're basically turning the DCU into DS9, which I have no problem oh, with. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Because there's a character <laughs> in DS9 named Jedzia Dax, um, who is basically one of the Trill characters that's uh, on on the DS9 base with the rest of the um, Starfleet crew. So, yeah, yeah that's fun. Hey, whatever oh. gets us a DC Universe version of Captain Cisco, I'm... In. Oh, God, that'd be so cool. That'd be so freaking cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Though I would debate that... It could be the DC-9, the new version of the Justice League. Yeah. Well, I feel like we have... We kind of have an Odo. I mean, well, we have characters that have the powers of Odo, but no one with the same personality. I, I don't um, even know what Odo's powers are. I haven't watched Deep Space. He was just like a... Oh yeah, no, he's just like a shapeshifter. Um, oh okay, okay yeah. DS9 is so good. Oh, yeah. easily my favorite Star Trek show. It was really good. Like TNG was good for certain for the characters, but Deep Space Nine was good for the entire yeah. package. Yeah. Oh, very much so. Yeah. All right. So moving on from that, the next announcement: Wonder Woman is getting not only a new creative team but also a new number one. Uh, but they are following suit, it seems, with the Marvel status quo of putting legacy numbering on the books as well, which, honestly, I'm okay with. I've been saying for years they should just do that. If they're going to do number ones, at least do the legacy numbers, too. Why not? Um, So Wonder Woman number one is dropping in July, and this is being written, much to Josh's excitement, written by Tom King with art from Daniel Samper. (laughs) I know one of those things you're excited for. Yeah, one of those things I'm excited for. Obviously Sam not Mori for sure. <laughs> no, no, I was going to say it's <laughs> not that. I I will recycle an old joke I once made about Tom King. I cannot wait to see Wonder Woman in nine panels at once. 
Jesus <laughs> well, fucking Christ. I, 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 I feel like with Daniel Semperi, there may be less of that. I mean, we saw a yeah. couple nine panels in Dark Crisis, so obviously he can do it. Um, yeah. But with with the kind of like action centric book like this, I feel like they'll probably rely on that less. Yeah, and I Tom King kind of but... he's he's kind of shied away from writing out nine panel pages. Yeah, no, I think recently, yeah, it, it was it was definitely less common in um, Strange Adventures, which was nice. Um, mm-hmm. But it's back in 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 uh, Danger Street. Is it like heavy in Danger Street though, or is it just like every so often? I'm not. It's not Rorschach heavy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Rorschach, Nine heavy. Panels with Rorschach, I would have imagined was just kind yeah. Of I guess that that's also sort of homage sense. to Watchmen. Yeah. Yeah, but his shit so was the, like yeah. a fucking flip book. It went by so slow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all like, right. So that's that is. Something to look forward to. Again, the cover looks amazing. <clears throat> and uh, last but not least, The Flash, which I mentioned, is also getting the same treatment. Uh, both Wonder Woman and Flash are hitting number 800 in July, and both are following suit. Their number 801 will just be issue number one, as well as Flash is getting a brand new creative team. Written by none other than Cy Spurrier with art from Mike Diodato Jr. To which we've, uh, there's a cover. I don't dislike everything Mike Diodato Jr. does, but some stuff I just have issue with. And the cover for Flash I kind of have issue with because yeah. Wally looks creepy. <laughs> It's terrifying. That's, that's I, what I yeah. Cy Spurrier yeah, does it, fantasy creepy. I mean, he does. He, I mean, you know, he's. he's oh, it's that not dark. The, the eyeballs yeah. in the back are cool. It's the face. Yeah. It's, the, it's smile. the face. Oh my god! It's so terrifying. <laughs> like I, I joke that was like, if you see that running, weird. yeah, it's like if if you see that running towards you, you run like yeah. away. I don't want you to save me, Wally. Please, but, but let literally the anyone else. And there's no escape. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, There's no way that get blasted by you. an ice ray. I'll Please take the yeah, ice ray. I'll take the ice ray. Yeah, yeah I don't even <laughs> care. I would rather die. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, in terms of creative team, I mean, well, Josh, do you want to finish first? Finish. Your thoughts. Yeah, we kind of cut you off. Oh, no, I probably shouldn't. Well, no, it's not, I'm not gonna, it's not, (laughs) I just, I feel like The Flash has had such a good run, and I'm not saying that Jeremy Mm -hmm. Adams has to stay on the book, but we've seen Wally treated in such a good way, having a good life, having really good stories, but maintaining that upbeat, what we've always wanted for Wally kind of story for a while. And with Cy Spurrier coming on, I know that that's not going to be the case. So that's nope. a, that, that's a bummer. And yeah, well, I, I don't want to, Jesus, yeah, I don't, man. I don't want to completely write that out because I, I definitely know that Cy Spurrier can do more upbeat characters, even in darker situations. Like I'm thinking of, I mean, even now with the Nightcrawler stuff he's been doing, you know, Kurt obviously has been through some crazy shit with the X-Men and founding a new religion and all that stuff. But he still kind of has his relatively, you know, sunny disposition every now and then. Um, Although I haven't 
entirely caught up on the um, the newest series, so I, I could be totally wrong. But I don't want to rule that out. Plus, I'm trying to count my blessings too because at the very least, at least Wally is still the Flash, which I'm very mm-hmm. happy about. Um, I'm, I'm glad they didn't just revert it back to Barry. Like they're firmly sticking with Wally as the Flash. So even if the stories, you know, take a bit of a of a darker twist, I would prefer Wally to just be the de facto Flash as a, as opposed to Barry. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm happy that that's staying. I think my biggest so, gripe yeah. is is just Mike Diodato. I'm I'm kind of on the opposite camp of you, Rob. I just I've never been a fan of Diodato's stuff. Even the stuff on New Avengers, even Amazing Spider-Man, it was always just really yeah. rough. My my big thing and it's kind of this is the weird issue i have with diodato like he takes pride in his musculature in his anatomy but that's the thing i have issue with is everything is way too muscular like i i enjoyed some of the stuff in new avengers but i will always picture how he drew luke cage and the dude was like a brick wall he was so massive and i get he's he's power man he's supposed to but like like to a ridiculous degree like nobody ever drew luke cage that big and muscular before it, it was just it was insane it was like 90s muscles it was really weird <laughs> and suffice to say like wally does not have Where's that, all the that overextended muscle but ah, that face i can't get over that face man <laughs> um that being said though about wally the like this this new direction is going to take him towards cosmic horror type stories as opposed to the upbeat fun action-packed thrill rides that we've had with jeremy adams so it's definitely a big change in the flash run right now um i'm sad to see jeremy adams go i must admit i think we all can agree i've yet to see a bad thing said about jeremy adams run on flash anywhere so It, the biggest gripe that I have heard from some people is just that it's a little too milk toast. But honestly, like, I think that's the stuff that has made it the best. It's the you know yeah. mundane, everyday family stuff. Like that's exactly the kind of story yeah. that Wally needed right now. So exactly. I've I've been over yeah, the that's what I mean, all of us Wally fans have wanted that. Yeah, like, it's like yeah. literally there was a whole point where it's like his years. kids were lost in time and Linda didn't know who he was, and it's just like I'm glad that. There's a time where none of that shit is even on the table. He just has a family. Killed everybody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. So it's good to see Wally is is having a bit of a turnaround. Um, yes, yeah. very much so. My, my biggest, biggest gripe about this news, though, is that uh, when it comes to <clears throat> the, the Wonder Woman scene, they're leaving the book probably of their own volition. But, I mean, we've yet to hear, but, like, it, it definitely feels like their story is starting to, to wind down. But Jeremy Adams, it was not his choice to leave the book. He was told mm-hmm. that they're going with a new direction and a new team, um, which is a damn shame because even he was kind of bummed about that. He posted on social media that he, he, he did not want to leave, but he was told that they're doing a new team and now we just got green lantern so <laughs> yeah. which i'm i'm still excited to see jeremy Adams I, I hope he does a great job but i think he will honestly i think he will with if he keeps the same level of fun and excitement that he mm-hmm. had on the flash and put it in the green lantern like flash and green lantern they go hand in hand when it comes to stories so oh yeah 
yeah. Although I, I, I will say this one, book. this one definitely might be. Well, I'll be interested to see, but this one uh, might be. I don't want to say more of a challenge, but it might be a little bit, uh, you know, a bit more difficult kind of whoa to try and figure out where um, Hal goes from here. Because with Wally, it was like, okay, let's just give him the stuff that he really needs right now and and make it work. But with Hal, I'm not really sure. I mean, where. Where else do you go? Because yeah. you've kind of already done the cosmic drifter thing. We've done the mm-hmm. space epic, Twice. and now he's back on Earth. And I'm Twice. kind of, I'm kind of just wondering. I mean, aside from a very grounded tale, which I think would be welcome, yeah. but um, I don't know if yeah, it would be all sure. that yeah. interesting to people. Yeah, I mean that's the that's the problem now with Green written. Lantern. Like, it's Green Lantern as a concept has become such a space-faring thing, and. And I think this yeah. all goes back to the conversations we've had months ago about how DC doesn't really play much at all in their cosmic side of the storytelling, whereas mm-hmm. Marvel has a big cosmic storytelling yeah, side. Um, and DC pretty much just every so often will tell a Green Lantern story in space and there's your cosmic story. That's if Adam Strange <laughs> yeah. isn't in a book this month, right? So yeah, yeah to, to have Green Lantern stories squarely on Earth is kind of weird um for mm-hmm. dc but again that depends on the writer so i'm still yeah. about it i'm still excited mm-hmm. and out all the stuff you were listing like i was saying you know that happened twice that happened twice and hal stuck on earth this is like the fifth time so <laughs> we'll see yeah, how it true. goes yeah because I, I think i mean the last time i remember him being stuck on earth was like um maybe the start of that new 52 run um yeah it happened and, in that and it yeah. happened in morrison's I, run for a bit but that was kind of yeah that's of right story. he kind of started there yeah. um but yeah it, well that's that's the thing it's like he'll start on earth and then within three issues is off to the stars yeah. <laughs> never to be seen again so yeah. it's yeah you're just kind of like okay yeah, that, that first issue of Green Lantern for New 52, it to me is a lot like uh, the first issue of Superwoman mm, in New yeah, 52. Yeah. Like, they, they advertise it at, uh, with Superwoman. They advertise Lois Lane and a lot of... No, they advertise Lois Lane as Superwoman. Lois Lane as Superwoman. Mm-hmm. This is exciting. There's Lois Lane. <laughs> and then Lana Lang as Superwoman and Lois dies at the end of the first issue. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I know. And same thing with Green Lantern. Yeah. You know, Sinestro is the Green Lantern now. Hal's out of the cord. Sinestro is the new protector of two eight one four. And at the end of the first issue, Hal's got a ring again, and he's teaming yeah. with Sinestro. <laughs> so is is like literally a Green Lantern for the rest of that arc. So there's yeah. no there's no there's no like time between issues where he's just not a Green Lantern and has to adjust yeah. back to life on Earth, which. I'm guessing it's probably because they're like, oh, that would be boring. People don't want to read yeah. that. If you're reading Green Lantern, <laughs> you want to read, you know, the space epic. You want to read constructs and crazy imagination. You don't want to read about Hal being a test pilot at Ferris Air, trying to hit on Carol and like going to the bar with his fighter pilot friends. As but interesting honestly, as that would be, no one wants to read that. <laughs> The funny yeah. thing is, when you Hal say that, is out wanting to have a relationship with Carol, and then gets transported to a altered dimension after getting shot down by real Carol. He finds a Carol that still loves him, and he. The whole series is about yeah. his debate whether or not he should bring that Carol back home with him. See, just this hearing the sentence, a Carol that still loves him, just like 
tore at my heartstrings. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what were, what were you going to say, Rob? <laughs> um, the funny thing about, like, you were mentioning that, one of the, at least one of my favorite issues in that, the first two story arcs with Sinestro as a, as a GL, Hal actually mm-hmm. does at one point just give up. And he's like, I'm not going to yeah. help you, Sinestro. Take the ring. I don't want it. And he just decides to live life on Earth, go on dates with Carol. Everything is going great. He's got his job at Fairsary. And Sinestro's just like, no, I need help. Fuck you. Take the ring or yeah. shoot Carol. <laughs> so he has no choice in the matter. Oh, isn't, isn't that like when he, he decks Sinestro like while they're in Carol's apartment? Yeah. Or something. Like, just fucking off yeah. the space. Yeah. Yeah. Pops him right in the face. And then they mm. take he takes him to New Corridor and then they die. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Oh, and then they die. Cindy. <laughs> and then they're like trapped in the black ring or something. Yeah. I don't remember exactly. It's either they were like right, trapped in the book of the black or they were they were trapped in black masks ring. Or black black yeah. hands ring, sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. That was freaking weird. But hey, that gave us Simon Baz. And to all UGL fans out there who hate Simon Baz, deal with it. Deal with it. Simon Baz rocks. <laughs> I like Simon anyway. Uh, yeah, so that he is... good stories, man. He had some good stories in Green Lanterns, I, I'll always well, say. I mean, yeah, but I mean, yeah. now. Yeah. Well, he needs to actually be used. <laughs> Well, I mean, he doesn't even have powers anymore. See, I think the the GL fandom as a whole is kind of just forgetting that run ever happened. Because it looks like DC is too. I'm right there with you. Because <laughs> right. I, I, Dark right. Crisis, all the GLs are back. Jessica didn't have a yellow ring. Aresia was still alive. And like... <sighs> Even Simon had a ring again, so uh, like Thor's yeah. run is out the window. Simon did <laughs> as far as we're concerned, did they did they yeah. ever even say what happened to Kyle? I just remember he was floating in space, and then it the, seemed they were seeming to imply that he was dead, and then Dark Crisis. Yeah. Like, no, nah, I'm alive. the The whole plan there, and Thorne actually did confirm this on on a, a different show. He had an interview, uh-huh. and he actually did confirm this that Kyle was supposed to die, and that's what they, when they hinted at that he was actually supposed to be dead. But his body yeah. was going to be found by aliens and be experimented on. And I don't remember exactly what, what? those aliens had ties to the Green Lanterns already. Like they, they created something ages mm. ago. I think they might have like yeah. been the ones that initially designed the ring or something like that. And then they, they fuck with his body. And then Kyle gets newfound powers. But because he was officially dead, he has no memory of his time as a Green Lantern or any of the friends he made. So he's like a whole new person. That's so terrible. Oh, my God. It's like Parallax, but anti-hero Parallax. Yeah. Oh, my God. Not okay. (laughs) That is horrible. Yeah. Not okay. Like Ion, but a jerk. (laughs) And, like, not not even because, like, I necessarily think, like, oh, you know, Kyle has to... Kyle has to be like this perfect untouched character or anything. Like, yeah, he yeah. should go through some strife, but that's just like a genuinely bad plot. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's not that. Yeah. It's not even Kyle yeah. anymore. It's just yeah. whatever they decide to call him. Yeah. Oh, if you thought that was bad, Hal was going to stop being a ringslinger and instead be a bureaucrat for the GLC. He would just be I like, he'd don't... be Salak, basically. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't that hate that. Fun. It would be interesting to see how try and play it being a more politically active GL, but maybe not like he, that. They, 
they pushed not, not giving up his ring at least John. no yeah but like after after jeff john's run he he pushed it i don't remember if it was him or tomasi had it where or maybe not tomasi i don't remember who wrote after but hal became the the leader of the core as per what was uh that was vendetti i think yeah yeah, yeah. Vendetti. okay yeah. yeah and um he hated it like <laughs> he wasn't good at it at all so i i don't want to revisit that it wasn't good yeah. <laughs> well i think like yeah. kind of acting is the maybe not a bureaucrat but sort of like a i mean all the green lanterns are kind of liaisons between the core and planets but just sort of that like official capacity a little bit different yeah. than just you know being your average ringslinger i don't i don't hate that idea i think maybe yeah. if you did it right there could be something there but yeah not not having him be a leader i think that's definitely more suited to, to john yeah actually the one thing i was excited for when i heard about it if it ever would happen again teen lantern mm-hmm. I don't remember her name. She was going to be teaming up with Ty Pham from Green Lantern Legacy. Ah. Which, I don't know if you guys have read that. It's actually really good. I think that that's... A I did not, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> that would make sense, though. Because I remember there was like a tease in issue 10 or 11 of the Green Lantern season 2 where they were, they were basically... The Guardians were saying something to the effect of you know how you're kind of you're kind of outmoded to quote robots for some reason um we're thinking of retiring you and uh replacing you with the next generation or something like there's like a quote um where they say something to that effect um and so i got the impression that was going to happen within the next series but it didn't um anyway yeah that's uh terrible glad that didn't happen yeah yeah me too. <laughs> I would, dude, you want to talk about me fucking ranting? Oh Jesus Christ! I would have blew a gasket. <laughs> they did yeah. that shit to Kyle. Yeah, that would have been really bad. Um, yeah, let's get to our next piece of news though, because we still got a, a lot to get to. Uh, like I, I want to a couple of things from Marvel. I want to point out: Chips Darsky has teased uh the end of his tenure on daredevil with a black and white photo of daredevil's helmet on fire with the teaser this is what god has done and if y'all are reading daredevil oh my god uh, that's exciting (laughs) if y'all are not reading daredevil go fucking read daredevil (laughs) it's actually really good (laughs) i agree yeah this is this is probably the closest i will ever come to enjoying a story about the hand Kirk has talked heard me talk about how much i dislike stories with the hand that's like the one thing about daredevil i've never gotten into but this one is is probably the best that they've had yeah um and i got four more things but three of them i think were all yours brandon if if you have them written down uh the one the one i want to point out neil gaiman has posted on from social media uh, all over social media. Rachel Pollock, sorry. who... Uh, uh, oh, it's not good. <laughs> Rachel Pollock. Uh, who, I didn't see this one. Yeah, she she wrote some Doom Patrol in the 90s. Uh, she is slowly dying, unfortunately. Are you serious? Uh, oh, God, that's so yeah. terrible. Yeah, she's, she's on her way out. Uh, it's very, very sad. Neil posted about it, uh, yeah. as he claims... Uh, she is a very close friend of his 
and she uh, and her family gave him permission to uh, announce it on social media that she is um, she's dying basically, and it's 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 a very yeah. very sad thing. I don't know that he mentioned the the reasons why, but it's it's happening, and it's a damn shame. Yeah, it was. It's, it's always I think sad there to was hear stuff like that. Some kind of illness or something. I mean, I, I yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a damn shame. Yeah, well, uh, I would encourage listeners to check out um, her run on Doom Patrol. Um, it's not an excellent run. I mean, it's a she was following Grant Morrison, so it's already going to be a hard act to follow. But you know, at the very least, to support um, her work and and uh, and what she's done. Also, one of the few um, transgender writers to ever work on a premier dc title so that's also very important to, to recognize as well mm-hmm. definitely all right um <clears throat> yeah brandon what what do you have written down for what because the the last three i think i pulled from links you sent um well, I'm forgetting like what I even sent to you. So honestly, All you right. can read those. I don't know that I have anything particularly major. Just like a couple of small promotions. Um, and oh, okay. um, yeah, no, it's it just like because you know we get our our our, uh, our little comics promos since we're a premier channel. Um, but the first one I wanted to, to promote is just because it's fresh on my mind. Um, is Dark Horse sent us in advance of a book called Order and Outrage from Jim Starlin and Rags Morales, two names you should definitely know. Um, yeah. And I had the chance to, to read it this morning. It's really good, like way better than I thought it was going to be. Um, might, I mean, depending on how it sticks the landing, might be one of my favorite science fiction books of, uh, of the year. Um, so that one is, is definitely worth checking out when it comes out next week. Um, and then there is a, a fun little interview with uh, Brian K. Vaughn and James Titan IV over on Brian K. Vaughn's Substack, Exploding Giraffe, which was really fun to, to read because, and like, I'm not even shitting you when I, I say this is the title. It was Brian K. Vaughn asks James Tynan 10 awkward questions. And they are <laughs> some of the most awkward questions I've ever seen. So I think it did its job. Um, but it was very oh, entertaining man. to read. So I gotta check yeah. that out. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was pretty good. Yeah, I do love some BKV. All right, with that, uh, the last three things I have are basically all returns in a way. Starting off, one more thing from Marvel. Okay, not one more thing. We got two more things from Marvel. <laughs> Incredible Hulk is announced has announced a new creative team, and the return there is it's returning to the horror esque Hulk. Week. Did we? Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's all good. What's the date on this? March 8th? Oh, okay, never mind. Yeah. See, I was just going through our Discord. <laughs> That's when, when I that said was... there was so much news. I was going through Discord like, oh, okay, this is news, this is news, yeah. this is news. Just link it. <laughs> no, it's like I just I, I vividly remember talking about that last week because we were we were talking about just how um how great it'll be to kind of get back to the core roots of that book yeah okay so that's one last thing to talk about yeah pkj uh hulk (laughs) exciting yes 
Although I, I don't know if we mentioned this last week. I think we talked about the artist, but Nick Klein, who is doing Let's the see. art, uh, the is sorry. Oh yeah. Oh no! I was just gonna say Nick Klein is doing the art on Hulk is fucking awesome, and uh, you should definitely mm. check that. Definitely. Uh, uh. Oh man, maybe we did talk about this one too because this is dated for March sixth. <laughs> what is it? Unless we didn't. Did we talk about Grant Morrison on X Men last week, or did we not? Um. No, but well, that that title was very deceptive. Because it made it sound like yeah. they were writing a new comic, which they're not. No. But but that it, that actually is a good way to mention. the 60th anniversary event. Yes. But that, that is, yeah. a, speaking of Grant Morrison, there is another thing that now I remember I sent this one earlier. And I don't know if you had this yes. on the list. About the, yeah, that's the last the thing DC I had on my thing. list. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. DC Pride 2023 officially announced, as well as the creative teams and stories within uh, starting off, Tim Drake and Connor Hawk by Nadia Shamas and Bruca Jones. A lot of interesting pairings throughout this book, I must admit. Circuit Breaker and The Flash of Earth-11 by A.L. Kaplan. Midnighter Apollo and Alan Scott by Josh Trujillo and Don Aguilo. Ghostmaker and Catman versus Cannon and Saber by Rec Ogle and Steven Sadowski. Catman and Ghostmaker are going to be fantastic together. <laughs> uh, <coughs> John Kent and John Constantine by Christopher Cantwell and Skylar Pittridge. Natasha Irons and Nubia by Mildred Lewis. Harley Quinn, Poison Ivy, and Crush by Leah Williams and Paulina Ganushow. And A Return to Multiversity by none other than Grant Morrison and Hayden Sherman, which again leads into another joke Brandon did <laughs> about yes. Grant Morrison. Well, yeah, it was uh, yeah. another low-effort joke, but uh, it was just yeah. the kind of running gag that they repeatedly say they're going to do their last work for DC and then come back in like two years. And they've been saying that since yeah. Action Comics ended in 2013. And we are in 2023, yeah. and they are still contributing work to DC Comics. Yeah. Um, I honestly, I thought I'm the funniest thing was the yeah the gif that that Rob sent, where it's like the guy who's just like, "I can't quit you," which I think is exactly yeah. how Morrison yeah. is with, uh, with DC, because it's like, "I want to leave, but I just I just can't." I love it too much. No. Yep. So that's uh, that's coming in on May 30th. Uh, so that's exciting to see. I, I'm excited to have the third DC Pride on my bookshelf next to the previous yeah, two. So awesome. I'm excited for that. Uh, also announced that they had DC Pride Through the Years, uh, which is... Um, oh, I'm on the wrong paragraph, sorry. Uh, it collects three out-of-print stories uh, featuring Pied Piper, Supergirl and Lee Serrano, and Batwoman in stories of focus on the relationship to queerness. And also features a new story uh, with starring Alan Scott. And that's dropping on June 13th. And finally, there is the DC Book of Pride, which is an encyclopedic book uh, written by Jadzia Axelrod with a cover from Polina Ganushow. That drops on May 16th. It is focusing on the history of all the LGBTQIA plus characters, as well as information therein about all sorts of stuff and as usual yearly 
They're doing their Pride-themed variant covers on a number of books, including Steelworks, number one, Spirit World, number two, Green Arrow, number three, Adventures of Superman, John Kent, number four, Superman, number five, Batman Incorporated, not number six, number nine, Poison Ivy, number 13, and Harley Quinn, number 31. Funny how that worked out. Nightwing, number 105, <laughs> Wonder Woman, number 800, and Detective, number 1073. Uh, so a lot of fun stuff to look forward to in June and May. And that is all the news I had fit to Prince. <laughs> it's a lot of news. Did you guys have anything else? I'm, I'm tapped out, my friend. Yeah. I hear you. I've got nothing. All right. Well, with that, a lot of exciting stuff to look forward to. But for now... We got exciting stuff to look forward to here today, starting with our honorable mentions. And our honorable mentions. The only ones that are out that we are not covering this week are uh, Danger Street number four and uh, BTAC season three number three. And uh, I haven't gotten a chance to read either one of them yet. I'm sure no, <laughs> one of them I'm going to really enjoy. Danger Street, right? Yes. It's about <laughs> Lady Cop. Yeah. Honestly, honestly, like I don't even know how much you're enjoying BTOS or BTAC, rather, season three. So. <laughs> Good. I like it. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I'm honestly I'm behind on that. I'm only I only read the first issue so far, but I love the first two seasons. <clears throat> All right, with that, now we're going to take our quick bite out of crime, starting with Batman Inc. number six. And Josh, you were already talking, but you're going to be talking again, good sir, if you feel the need to tell us what's going on with Batman Incorporated this month. Um, What if I don't? Then I guess Ghostmaker can fuck off. Fuck off, Ghostmaker. <laughs> um... Excuse me. Uh, uh, all right. So, Batman Inc. number six. Uh, Ed Brisson on writing. Michelle Bandini was behind the art with colors from Rex Locus. Letters by Clayton Cowles and a cover by uh, John Timms. So, the setup. Uh, Professor Pig, holding a chainsaw, has Riddler tied to a chair and surrounded by a bunch of Dollatrons in his uh, own burning down hideout. Uh, Raven Red schedules a trip home after his next mission, and Ghostmaker calls everyone in for a meeting, uh, sets everyone down to take out Pig. Um, turns out Pig has a buttload of supervillains suspended from the ceiling. He's on a rampage because somebody stole something from him. Ghostmaker breaks the team up for separate tasks so that they can learn. Meanwhile, with Icon, he can track Prof Professor Pig down all by himself. Uh, we go to the kids who stole the thing. They open it up, and it's some kind of barbed wire chest wrap torture device with a mask on top. And Pig busts in and calls it Mother. He is not happy, and it does not look good for the kids. Um... This continues to be a monthly must-read for me. The, the story sounds a little odd, but the way that it's written, it's done really well. Every issue isn't something that's just amazing, but it all works together really good to create this 
big ass story that's been put together really well. Um, never lets me put the book down until I'm done with it, at least. Plus, Bandini's art in here is nearly flawless. Um, Colors, too. It was a great issue. I gave it an 8.75 out of 10. I agree. This is uh, this is more of what I wanted from this series. It's a lot more interesting of a story. And Professor Pig, honestly, still remains one of the creepiest villains in Batman's rogues gallery. Damn, this to me is taken to a whole new level with this this story. Uh, I'm about it though. It's it's a really good issue. Eight point seven five out of ten. Nice. Yeah, this was a solid one too. Um, I'm I'm glad it's it's following up on the stuff from the no more teachers arc because it's good that there's a little continuity. We're not just jumping into a new story with no connection to the previous one. Even though Professor Pig is kind of a random choice, but. You know, I mean, he was in the um, sort of Grant Morrison sphere of Batman, Batman Incorporated, so I guess it makes sense. Um, but yeah, I mean, solid start for, for the new arc. I will say Pig is a little more, I mean, he's still horrible and insane and horrifying, but I don't know if you guys got the impression, but he seemed a little bit more sane to me. Maybe that's just because I'm, I'm used to the, the Morrison version, but that one was like fucking off his rocker, and this was like squealing and all that stuff and this one was like seemed a little bit more reserved and just very like kind of cold and clinical um which is not bad just a little different but yeah no solid stuff here solid start really like the art for bandini and uh, interested to see where it goes next so eight out of ten for me right on and with that we now move on to wildcats number five brought to us by brandon Me? Yeah, Brandy. Me? You said brought yeah, us by yeah. and then stop talking. Oh, yeah, Brandon. Sorry, maybe I got really quiet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, brought to us by Brandon. Thank you. I was waiting for my grand yeah. introduction. Yes. No, this is <laughs> Wildcats, number five. Brought to us by the green. Brought to us by the green. Um, I wish they could do my job for me. Um <laughs> <laughs> it's Wildcats number five, written by Matthew Rosenberg with art from Stephen Stephen Segovia and Christian Duche with colors from Elmer Santos and letters from Farron Delgado. While excuse me, while Zealot um, and uh, Michael Cray, Deathblow, are investigating the mysterious circumstances surrounding Grifter's death. The seven soldiers in victory have a rather unfortunate encounter with Superman. The Majestic and Superman have a deadly battle that nearly leaves one of them out of commission, but thankfully before Superman is able to get in any lasting blows to stop this fight, Spartan knocks him off his rocker before teleporting away. Um, We cut back to Deathblow, who is now doing some investigating on her own particularly with a Jason Halliday who had been meeting with uh, Marlowe earlier at the art gallery. He is accompanied by his bodyguard slash artist, Reno Bryce, who reveals himself now in a sequence that made me smile to be none other than Warblade. And yes, as Deathblow notes, all of these people get nicknames, especially one such as Warblade. Um, but before Deathblow can send any kind of communique to, <coughs> excuse me, to Lady Tron to let her know what's going on. She is killed and her communications are jammed by the seven soldiers of victory who seemingly were involved in her death. 
yeah, just a, another solid addition in this series. I I have a, an odd soft spot for these Wildstorm characters. So seeing Spartan finally, you know, suit up as Spartan in the in the classic oh, '90s yeah. inspired costume, and seeing yeah. Reno as uh, as Warblade with the blades and all, and the terribly terribly '90s costume was. I don't know. It was like oddly nostalgic, even though I was not alive during that time. So it was it was fun. It's it's a series that continues um, to to put a smile on my face and just kind of play with these um, forgotten characters. Um, so yeah, this one got an eight out of ten too. Way to make me feel old, Brandon. You yeah. were alive in the nineties. Oh man. Oh god, I'm sorry. Wait, well, speaking of the '90s, <laughs> yes. Uh, to answer your question on Discord, I can hear the theme in my head while watching Josh's yes. background, and it's yeah. starting to make my head spin. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's brilliant music in my head at that. That's I I can't un. It's an image you can hear. It's it's impossible <laughs> to not hear it. Uh, Wildcats though still honestly has the dark humor we love. At least I love. Honestly, easily one of the best on the stands right now. I I imagine there's a lot more surprises to come with this book. A lot of fun surprises this issue. Uh, I I'm invested in Cole's story though right now. Like what the hell's going on with mm-hmm. Cole Cash? <clears throat> Definitely some multiverse shenanigans, but I'm I'm excited for that. A lot of intrigue, espionage, mystery, backstabbing both literally and metaphorically <laughs> yeah what's not to love yeah 8.75 what's out of 10 not to love yeah josh that's your cue a2 josh so, oh oh right my bad <laughs> Um, <laughs> unless you don't want to talk about wildcats which is perfectly okay no, fuck wildcats yeah no yeah right um i'm gonna start out with how much i do love the art in this like the whole series uh the pencils and the inks are great they're fucking fantastic the colors work so freaking good with the shading it just looks great um that's like 700 greats but uh, now, as for the story, the damn thing just keeps getting um, a little weirder, but better and better at the same time. Like like uh, like Brandon said, seeing Warhawk and Spartan show up, and everybody else is they're they're all showing up, you know, and uh, or revealing themselves, and um, it keeps catching me by surprise. The story does, and in a really good way, not in a what in the hell are they doing kind of way. <laughs> um, Wildcats, man. I think this shit's just spectacular. I gave it a 9 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And our yep. last quick bite book of the week is Harley Quinn Screws Up the DCU, part of the Multiversity line, number one, written by Frank Thierry with art from Logan Faber, letters from Farron Delgado, and I guess I forgot to write down the cover artist. I'll get that out later. Uh, so Harley is reuniting with the gang of Harleys, which we've seen in previous installments of her own personal series, as she gets an inheritance letter. And this letter tells the gang and Harley to go to a warehouse on Coney Island full of equipment that once belonged to one Professor Incredulous, including none other than a Wayback Machine, which takes Harley way back to some unknown time where Starro has conquered the Earth. 
and this all happened apparently because of Harley herself. At least that's what a version of Harley from this version of Earth tells her. Uh, so lots of fun so far with some very interesting repercussions. I'm into it. Uh, the the arts uh, does leave some to be desired, but I'm not against it. I kind of I kind of dig the art at times, and it kind of fits Harley Quinn at the same time. Uh, I was a little apprehensive with the story because I think Marvel did a bunch of these about a decade ago, like Deadpool kills a Marvel universe, Punisher kills a Marvel universe, and and all sorts of, of versions of that. So when I saw this coming, I'm like, oh, we're getting one of these. But no, this is actually like really interesting <laughs> so far. I like it. 8.5 out of 10. Um, I think the art was really, really loud. Um, but I do think that was the intention with this kind of Harley book. Um, it's a fun one, a crazy Harley story with, uh, well, with matching art and more so it's the colors that just kind of like, it was so bright to look at. Um, but it, it reflects what's going on in the issue. I had a really good time with it, and um, I look forward to reading the rest of the story. Um, do you, either of you, know when that will be? No, but I mm-hmm. hope next no. month. Next month in what? Oh, in, in, in Harley? Like when the issue comes out, number two? Oh, this is going, this is an ongoing, it's not a one shot. Oh, the dirt, it's yeah. a multiversity issue. Okay, never mind. Yeah, I think I think it's something in my mind is saying it's one of eight. I don't know why, but I think it's an eight-issue series. Well, I mean, it makes sense. It's a multiversity book, so it's all it's an alternate universe, and I don't know why I didn't just pick that up until just now. Or not, right. you know what I mean? Like the other <laughs> yeah. multiversity, yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the only thing I had with the multiversity books back when Morrison was writing them, that they all had that, I, I get there's like thousands of Earths now, but they had the 52 Earths on the the spine, and it would highlight which Earth you were visiting this time. And mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool to see. But yeah. I guess there's just too many Earths to do uh, that on the spine, so <laughs> it's not really going to happen. I guess it'll depend. Um, I mean, because they did that with Teen Justice, I think, too. That one had, like, the yeah. same branding. I mean, they had it flagged yeah. as uh, Earth 11, but yeah. it could have just been for that book. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, maybe they're also trying to keep it a surprise where they just don't have a number for this one. Maybe. Like, well, is this yeah. a multiversity book? or? Yeah, you... yeah, it's got the, oh, the header. Okay. Multi- I don't okay. know why. <laughs> it's kind of weird that's that this weird. is a multiversity book, but maybe that's just going to be their their new banner for Elseworlds. Maybe yeah. if it's not Black yeah. Label and it's main content, like main series, could be this is multiversity. I don't know. Yeah, it it is really weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with that though, we're gonna take a quick commercial break. So stay tuned. And we're back. Thanks for sticking with us. I know y'all are not robots. Beep boop. So we were talking some Superman on our commercial break, and coincidentally, that is also 
our next book in our spotlight section for the week, starting off with Superman Lost, number one, brand new book. Uh, I don't believe it's black label, but it is miniseries, and that's brought to us by Josh. It is. It's brought to me, brought to you by me. A uh, brand new limited run 10 issue series um, written by Priest and Carlo Pagulan. Um, art from Jason Paz and colors from Jeremy Cox. Willie Schubert did the lettering and uh, Pagulan, uh, Jason Paz, and Elmer Santos did the cover. Um, Superman Lost starts out with Clark and Lois enjoying some time together while they're alone. Then Clark gets the call with the rest of the Justice League. Uh, that being Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Martian Manhunter, Flash, Hal Jordan, Green Arrow, and Batman. Um, then Clark comes back to their apartment and walks around silently before telling Lois that he's been gone for 20 years. Uh, the emergency call to the jail was because even though they were lying about it on TV, the governments, uh, some sort of alien craft crashed into international waters just outside of the China Sea. It contains a, er, at least one singularity, so they can't open it, and it's highly dangerous, and it's about to, uh, about to leak out. They can uh, singularity tear things apart at the molecular level, basically makes a black hole. Uh, Clark manages to contain it and save the world, but then disappears when the crisis is over. Back at the apartment, Bruce is showing up, and he's there to tell Lois what had happened, and I imagine I'm sorry, and uh, was surprised that Clark was there. During the fight, Batman says that Superman is the only one that might be able to save the day. Clark, of course, dives right in. Back in the apartment, after being told this, Lois is not very happy. She starts to take it out on Bruce, but Clark stops her and says, you're not mad at him, you're mad at me. Lois says, fine, and then that's that. Uh, man, the art in here is, uh, I mean, try to, try to find something wrong. It, it's perfect. Every single detail in the story is really set up well, too. Um, a classic sci-fi trope with our f with our uh, favorite superheroes, and it's the way that it's being laid out that it's pulling me in. Um, and even though I'm a Priest fan, I had my doubts about this book, and that's no longer a problem. Nine more issues. Let's hope it stays just as good and doesn't get lost in itself. Got some faith in it, though. Um, but what is Lois mad about? I mean, yes, he went through some stuff. Superman did something. There was something weird going on. But he's been gone for, like, three minutes. Chill out, Lois. Just relax. Take a Xanax and ask some questions. Don't get all mad. Yeah. Uh, that's... Don't get all mad at Bruce. It, well, isn't that like default? <laughs> right. Bruce did something. Let's get pissed off at him. <laughs> yeah. But. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that head. Uh, yeah, I 100% agree, though. This, <clears throat> this issue was. The story is amazingly interesting and deep. A lot, lot more interesting than I thought it was going to be. I was very skeptical going into it. But I was hooked by the halfway point. I think this is going to be a very good run. 
Um, Priest, as we know, always really interesting uh, storytelling and has had a lot of lot of great stories under his belt. <clears throat> so this, I don't think, will be any different. Um, yeah, it's exciting. And hell, I can't even think of any one part that stood out more than any other like it was <laughs> it was just really well crafted the the art was good the story was interesting nine out of ten nice yeah i i unfortunately did not get a chance to uh to check this one out either but you know i've been interested in um from uh, from what people have been saying so i'm looking forward to, to actually getting to read it soon i didn't even give my score i gave it a 9.5 right on I mean, I thought it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, definitely check this one out, Brandon. It is it is worth it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. Yeah, it's been our, sitting uh, on my uh, my nightstand. Oh, okay. Yeah, you do. Okay. I wasn't I wasn't sure. Maybe you just <laughs> didn't didn't pick it up or but no, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's, no, it's, it's a it's good been idea. Staring at me guiltily. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I haven't had a chance to read this one yet. I, I know like when it was announced I was I was a person that was like we just had two stories about Superman being lost in space. Do we really need a third? Yeah. But like, no, this is this is really cool so far. <laughs> nice. Uh, right. So our next issue in the spotlight section is Lazarus Planet's Revenge of the Gods, number one. With a backup story as well. But our main story is brought to us by G. Willa Wilson with art from uh, Key and Tormi. Colors from Jordi Belair, letters from Pat Brosseau, and a cover from Guillaume March. Very, very beautiful cover, I must admit. So we open up on Philadelphia. Everything is going just normally. Uh, you know, West Philadelphia, if you're born and raised. Hmm. You know, you're just playing you know, the fuck off the playgrounds. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the the rated R version of that song? Jeez, <laughs> yeah, oh my god! The fuck off on the playgrounds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then all of a sudden, people around Philadelphia start just having premonitions of uh, their lives, and it's interfering with them. Uh, this one person sees her death coming this Thursday. Another person sees winning lottery numbers and all of a sudden people are just going crazy with these visions and it is brought by some god with a bow and arrow. Uh, who is unnamed, but I'm sure will be named soon unless people already know who that is. But I am really behind on my mythology, so I could not tell you. <laughs> um, in the middle of all this is one Billy Batson uh, in his kid form looking around at everything, but he is struck by one of the arrows from this god, uh, sees the god, uh, oh yes, his name is Apollo, I forgot, uh, and Billy just says, uh, oh boy, we're in for some shit. And over in other parts of the world, we see other gods doing various other things, uh, cats flooding Cairo, uh, deers, and hunting, flooding Iceland, and water just flooding Japan. Like, did, seriously, I think they just flooded Japan. Like, it's underwater now. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know if you guys watched it. It was an anime on Netflix a few years ago. Uh, Japan Sinks 2020. And I did not see it's that a, one. Not. 
it's a heavy fucking show. It was like six or eight episodes, and mm-hmm. it is really well done. And it's this whole idea of Japan just uh, the the whole island just sinking into the ocean. Like it was it was always going to happen, and now it's happening. And it's just recording the destruction and devastation uh, that the country is is going through, while also following the story of this one family just trying to survive. And it it's just dark and deep and heavy and definitely watch it and when i see this page with tokyo and this tsunami coming i get reminded of that anime and i just get sad because <laughs> because that anime was very sad <laughs> uh meanwhile on mount olympus uh oh my god hera that's hera yeah is the queen See, I'm getting my mythologies yes. mixed up. Okay. Yes. Right. Hera. Yeah. Okay. So Hera is now the ruler of Olympus alongside her, I'll guess, vizier, if you will, the wizard from Shazam. The wizard Shazam. Does he even have yeah, Is his name Shazam? Shazam? It's, yeah, it's just yes. always, or just depending on continuity. Uh, captain Marvel usually just call Shazam him the... is now just going by the captain. Yeah, they the usually guy. just call yeah. the wizard the wizard. Yeah, like it depends on depending on the continuity. He's got like a different name every. So I think yeah, the yeah. wizard is probably the easiest way to go about it. Uh, they discuss plans going according to plan, where the people are beginning to uh, worship them again, and and the whole plan being uh, just strike fear into the hearts of humanity, so they begin to worship gods, and the gods will not die off. Uh, and every god seems to be in on this plan, including Hermes. Uh, but I don't know, maybe it's just me, but Hermes looks like he's under some kind of control with that red sash around him. Uh, kind of reminds me of the sash from King Fireball, but that's uh, neither here nor there. Um, meanwhile, in Washington, the team at, uh, they're, they're, they believe they're checkmate, correct? are trying to come up with a plan uh, to fight the various gods. Uh, and Cheetah, in two pa- two panels on the same page, this really bugged me, and I'm, I was going to bring this up in notes, but I'm here now, uh, equally says you can get all the, the capes and heroes together and you won't put a dent in all the gods, and then immediately says, you know what we should do? Get all the capes and heroes and just try to fight the gods. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. Uh, she, so this way Cheetah's not on the planning committee, I guess. Uh, <clears throat> the plan that they come up with is Diana is going to go to Mount Olympus, try to talk to whoever's in charge, um, and maybe get some help from Hippolyta. Uh, as Diana does that, saying if she's not back in two days, assume she's failed and get ready. Um Meanwhile, on the banks of the Potomac River, a giant god is dead, and some kids are just trying to fish around around the body, trying to find some kind of treasure, because they believe there's always treasure when, uh, when a god dies. Uh, but this hooded figure shows up and says, you boys are right, and fishes a glowing hand out of the river, saying that is the hand of a god, and it is very powerful. And over on Mount Olympus, Diana has arrived, finds Hera and the wizard, 
and begins to figure out what the hell is going on, seeing Zeus basically dead on the floor, um, pleading with Hera to stop this insanity. But Hera says, look, we are going to die out if we don't do this. But that also means the Amazons will die too if we die. Uh, Diana refuses to believe it, but Hippolyta, uh, not Hippolyta, Hera insists that it is true, and Diana eventually begins to believe that maybe it is the outcome. Hippolyta, meanwhile, is being uh, held somewhat captive by Hecate, um, kept away from helping her daughter Diana, uh, so she's not going to be any assistance to Diana whatsoever. Uh, as Hera pushes Diana into um, going along with the plan and grants her godhood with a brand new golden costume and I imagine abilities to go with it. Which harkens back to what Josh said at the beginning of the episode as he plays Arkham Asylum uh, that <laughs> Wonder Woman is clad in gold. And that will be continued in Wonder Woman number 797. And in the backup, these two... Um, this is backup, sorry, brought to us by Becky Clunan and Michael W. Conrad with pencils from Aletha Martinez, inks from Mark Morales and John Livesay, colors from Alex Guillemarius, and letters from Becca Carey. These two would be influencers and um, vloggers uh, are in a speedboat off the shores of Themyscira on their way to visit the island as it has finally been revealed to the world after the Lazarus rains have basically washed away the barrier protecting it. Uh, in the Oracle Chamber, Queen Nubia and her uh, personal round table, I don't know what you'd call them, uh, are looking on in the uh, seeing waters. <clears throat> and see uh, the the two men on their way and questioning how they should go about stopping them. And as the two men reach the shore, they begin to look around and filming as much as they can. Uh, but the what seems to be producer slash cameraman gets hit by an arrow and dies. And the host, who is basically running the show, tries to run away back to his boat, but also gets hit by an arrow and the would-be archer is none other than the same hooded figure that took the glowing hand from the Potomac River and is met by Queen Nubia uh, as he says that he is a messenger of ill news that the Amazons are, are alone in the coming war and there's pretty much nothing they can do. Uh, so that has happened and I've got a lot of shit to say about it. Um, so I already brought up the, the thing with Sheeta that I thought was kind of, huh? Nothing. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, I already brought up the thing with Sheeta that just kind of bugged me. It didn't make sense that she was saying we can't do this. And then the very next panel saying we have to do this, even though you just said it's not going to work. But then you say, why don't we try it anyway? That doesn't make any sense. Uh, Billy shows up for a page that that was kind of weird I, I imagine he's going to have a bigger role later on at least I hope so but it seemed like a bit of a cop out that Billy was there for a page and that was it uh, the stakes are kind of weird 
the world is under siege and only Diana and Billy are the ones that notice it. Like Japan is being flooded completely. At least Tokyo is being flooded by a tsunami and shit's going wild all over the place. And these are the only two heroes that decide to step up. That seems a little weird to me. Um, I don't know. I, I didn't love it. <laughs> it's kind of lackluster. <laughs> Uh, I also don't understand how this is a Lazarus planet tie-in because the, the Lazarus rains are done, the volcano has been stopped and every other part of the story is over so why is this part of Lazarus planet? Is it because they mentioned that the rain happened? Like the backup has more to do with Lazarus planet than anything and even it still takes place after Lazarus planet is over uh, and the backup was a lot more interesting to me because it was, it was a simpler story, a lot shorter and uh actually showed off some kind of consequence so i don't know <laughs> i love g willow wilson but this ain't it for me uh six out of ten for the whole issue it's the the art's good throughout i really i really like the art in the bet the the backup and i love the art in the uh the main story but the the story itself is is kind of lame um So, I'm I'm not really there with you, man. Uh, the first part, um, Wonder Woman being a god again—that's kind of that's kind of cool. Or at least having your godlike powers. Um, I'd like to see, you know, that's not a secret. Um, the Justice League move on to doing something bigger. Um, leave it in the hands of the of the Titans and whatnot. But um. I think that's cool, and I think the art looks really, really good. I think the story in the first part's um, intriguing. There's not a lot happening other than the Ascension, but um, I am curious as to what's coming. The second part sets up something that might have potential, but we'll have to see. I'm I'm not sold yet. The art is really, really good, though. But um, liking how much that I looked at, you know, both halves of the book, and uh, the fact that they both got potential, at least for now, I, uh, maybe I was just in a good mood, but I gave it an 8.25 out of 10. Oh, fair enough. Uh, I am right between the two of you. I, um, I didn't dislike it, but I, I didn't really love it. It was just very average for me. Like it, it has some interesting ideas, some of which you mentioned, like Wonder Woman being a god. I, I don't hate the concept. I mean, seeing the gods kind of take their revenge or, you know, take their control or whatever you want to call it on the rest of humanity, given everything that's been happening in Wonder Woman and the rest of the DC is not a terrible idea. It's just this execution did not make me overly excited about the idea. It's more like, oh, yeah, that could be interesting, but I'm kind of just very neutral right now so i gave this a 7.5 as for the backup i was kind of just like yeah whatever like i was so i was so on the fence about the main story the backup just kind of like blended into it for me so it really just gave the whole thing a 7.5 the art was okay very average fair as well. enough fair enough yeah i must admit like the actual the basic plot of the gods trying to get revenge and basically save their own lives i think mm -hmm. that's interesting but yeah the, yeah the way they're going about it mix in with all the it's other just, issues i listed it's just not working 
yeah that just i'm like eh. as as a first issue not incredibly impressive but not terrible no yeah very average yeah and i think it would have been I, I know it's just a nitpick on my part, but just don't call it Lazarus Planet. It has nothing to do it's with Lazarus weird. Planet. I mean, I, I guess, I feel like I'm waiting for the actual Lazarus Planet stuff to maybe tie in later. I don't really know, but... Because, I mean, there was that whole thing with the, you know, the Rock of Eternity and they freed Billy, and Billy was in this issue, but, yeah, I don't know. I, it does feel weird That's true. that... Um, yeah, it does feel weird that they're calling it a Lazarus Planet time when there's, like, no connections. At least no... Oh, and yeah, there was stuff with Monkey Prince and Lazarus Planet Omega, like the end of it with King Firebull that left some doors open. So maybe, okay, maybe there will be some more stuff coming later on. Yeah. But I don't know. You think for for a first issue, if you're going to call it Lazarus Planet, you'd do a bit more (laughs) of an effort to really drive home why it's the Lazarus Planet tie in. Yeah. They've never worried about that with tie ins before. Yeah. And am I the only one that wants to hear Pitbull say King Fireball? The what the rapper? The the rapper King yeah. Pitbull. Pitbull? <laughs> what Mr. Worldwide? <laughs> oh God, no! King Please no. When he sings the song oh. Fireball, I want to hear his Shoot take me. on Fireball. Oh yeah, um, King Fireball. <laughs> you know what? I kind of do now too. <laughs> Oof, no. I I hear it every time somebody says King Fireball. I hear Pitbull's voice. Sounds horrible. King Fireball. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I don't talk about it much. <laughs> oh, man. All right, with All right, that, Lazarus that ends Planet. our spotlight for the week and now we're getting into our full dive section for the week where we will begin with batgirls number 16 with brandon filling us in with the girls this month that we will yes and this is batgirls number 16 appropriately titled everyone's mad here which i think fits given that we're all a little mad today Uh, but this is of course written by Becky Cloonan okay. and Michael W. Conrad, with art from Neil Gouge and Geraldo Borges, doing the finishes from pages 16 to 22. Colors from Rico Renzi and letters from Becca Carey. The Batgirls follow up on a tip from Grace O'Halloran in their hunt for the Mad Hatter. The tip leads them to a factory in Gotham's Garment District, where they arrive just in time for Mad Hatter's Mad Tea Party filled with all the members of the Bat family and a couple of villains too. Of course, not the real ones, just some very horrific doll versions that make a quick work to attack the Batgirls, but of course our Batgirls have this all under control and are naturally able to shut down these horrifying doll creations before they can do any serious damage. Sadly, the Batgirls, or at the very least, Steph's, uh, reaction skills are not quite as fast as her fighting skills as she gets squirted by a mysterious gas that emerges from a um, what do you call that thing a something phone monogram I don't remember you know what I'm talking about right like the thing with the yeah I think that's phonogram. oh phonogram that's it phonogram yeah, yeah. Um, old timey record player <laughs> I'm sorry I was not born in 1907 so i'm not caught up on 
all the popular technology of the day. Um, Brandon, you but anyway, you so old you weren't around in the 1900s. Oh. I know, I know. I'm They're sorry. With... <laughs> I know, I know. You were uh, fighting alongside the JSA in World War II, but some of yeah. us just aren't as old as you, Rob. Uh, anyway he's a cool cat Damn. yeah yeah now you trained ted grant yeah Mm. but yeah he didn't want to wrestle he decided to be a boxer instead so he just had to be a boxer yeah but anyway the bat girls really steph are kind of coming down from that gas and steph starts to notice very strange things happening to her body but not in the standard teenage way no this is a rather different reaction that leads her to transform into a literal bat girl or girl bat as uh, Cass calls her. They have their little back and forth as Steph is naturally lashing out in her new monstrous form, but Cass is able to talk her down, reminding her that they're friends, they're family, and all the mushy, gushy emotional stuff that you would expect. And thankfully appealing to her human nature, they are able to go after the Mad Hatter and shut him down but not before they are able to procure some kind of cure, which Babs is attempting to shoot at Cass after they arrest Mad Hatter and hand him over to the GCPD. But Cass decides that maybe it's better just for now to let Steph ride out her strange monster fantasy before she eventually is given the cure and reverts back to her human form. And the two ride off into the sunset, Cass atop Steph in a very touching ending scene. Uh, that closes off this arc. I thought it was fun. I thought it was really cute. Um, I'm still not in love with Neil Goja's art, but I enjoy the story, so it kind of makes up for it. Um, I like the art more towards the end. I thought it kind of smoothed out there, which was much more appreciated. But yeah, no, the story is just fun, and it's, I don't know, I feel like every month it's just a nice dose of Steph and Cass and Oracle doing their their Batgirl thing, so I can't really complain. Um, so this one got a very solid 8 out of 10 for me. It was originally 7.5, but going through it again just kind of reminded me of, of how much fun I had with the issue. So, yeah, dug it. Wow, I thought I had more notes. Yeah, it's a great one-off issue. I, I love these simple one-and-done stories. Um, I'm not going to say fun as much as I want to, because that's my go-to because, <laughs> you know, Steph turning into girl bat kind of terrifying, uh, but it, <laughs> it was very interesting, um, especially seeing her come around and remember her friendship with Cass and the, the very nice hug they had. That was nice to see. Um, yeah. A one-off story with Mad Hatter. What you, you can't really hate it. It's uh it, it, it was to the point. It gave you what it promised. It was interesting and even surprised with some extra stuff that you wouldn't expect, like Girl Bat. Uh, so 8.75 out of 10. Solid issue. Very good art. I'm digging the way this series has progressed. Josh. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think? As far as bad girls, bad girls. Oh, I man, I thought I already. Oh, I started to, and then 
never mind. Anyway, so this was a pretty quick read. Um, really fast, one issue wraps up the fight against the Mad Hatter, but that's been the Batgirl's thing for a while now. Uh, the whole Steph Bat thing was weird, but whatever. There was some art that I wasn't a fan of, but it all made for a fun story, and it wrapped up to the art. Um, man, that Steph Bat thing was weird, though. I, uh, I gave it a 7.5 out of 10. And with that, we are jumping into our last book of the week. It's been a long one, but we finally made it. We made it, folks. It's the JSA number three. What was that? I said Looney Tunes number 271. <laughs> oh, God. God. <laughs> this week, Bugs Bunny chases Elmer Fudd. It's no, what else week, a new four-legged pal joins the fray when Granny agrees to take care of a friend's large dog. I get Looney Tunes for the kids. <laughs> ten out of ten. No joy. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, but if there was ever like a, uh, I don't remember his name now. The the Daffy Duck Space Cadet character. If there was ever a comic for that, I'd read the shit out of it. <laughs> the Daffy Duck space cadet character, Marvin the Martian? No, no, there was like a... Are you talking about uh, even... Duck Dodgers? Duck Dodgers, Duck Dodgers, that's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, no, that would be awesome. Yeah, I would love a comic for Duck Dodgers, that'd be great. I think, wasn't there uh, an episode, oh my god, I, I, I may be going insane, but I swear, there was an episode of Duck Dodgers in, I think, the 24th and a half century with Green Lanterns. Yep. Do you remember this? Yeah, that's yeah. honestly my favorite episode, <laughs> where him they and had, Al they had, Jordan like, I, I remember went to the same dry cleaner, and he ended up with yes, the green yeah. outfit instead. That's that's why, because <laughs> I remember how he like he like shows up at the end, and he's like, "Why are you wearing my suit?" Yeah, and, and the whole episode. Wait, wait, oh no, but I remember too Lantern. because wasn't there like a, there's like some like canon comic where they have a version of the Daffy Duck Green Lantern character or something. It might have been like a multiverse oh, thing. I don't remember. Yeah, that, that does sound familiar. I, s- I swear that was somewhere. Yeah, yeah, I have to look that yeah. up. Yeah, that sounds very familiar. <laughs> yeah, that was an interesting show. <laughs> that was some fun stuff. But anyway, that's in the future. We're going to the past with the Justice Society of America in the New Golden Age, Chapter 3, Wartime, written by Jeff Johns with art from Mikhail Yanin and Jerry Ordway, with colors from Jordi Belair and John Calise, depending on the time period we are in, because this takes place both in World War II and in present day. Letters from Rob Lee and a gorgeous cover from Mikhail Yanin. We open on July 1st, 1944. Hey, that's Canada Day. On the Western Front of the War, where a bandaged soldier is handing off important documents to none other than Easy Company, specifically to Sergeant Rock, the leader of the team, where they are being tasked with hunting down a new enemy soldier who was going by the name Per Degaton. And he's cooking up some very interesting scientific know-how, dealing with, of course, uh, Adolf Hitler's love of the paranormal uh, and making combining the two and making a time machine of sorts 
uh, specifically a time platform. I think Doctor Doom is going to sue, but that's neither here nor there. And just as they finish their machine, Easy Company busts down the wall and begin firing, taking out everybody involved. Perdegaton takes a slug in the shoulder, but powers up the machine, gets blasted, and appears... Uh, was that 1941? I did not do the math on this. Appears three years later in the same spot where the base is basically in ruins. The machine is gone, and the war is long over. Uh, but he then takes this opportunity to um, conquer because <laughs> he's got a time machine. And that's <laughs> how we end up with the Perdegaton we know today. Yeah, meanwhile, in the present day, uh, Huntress is talking, as we saw at the end of the last issue, with uh, Detective Chimp, uh, Khalid, Dr. Fate, and Deadman which uh, is just dawning on me now. How the hell is she talking to Dead Man? That is a good question. That makes sense. I didn't realize, even at the end of the last issue, it didn't dawn on me that, like, how is she, let alone seeing Dead Man, or seeing Dead Man, let alone talking to him. He's not possessing anyone, as far as we know. Uh, She gives her spiel about the snow globe that belonged to her father, and how Khalid dies in the future, and she needs to save the JSA. So Detective Chimp takes on the case, um, and they all take her to the JSA, who are also busy themselves fighting an invasion of Bizarro's. Uh, Very interesting concept, and I would love to see a full story of this in itself. Uh, But they can't get a hold of Superman, of course. (coughs) And... So they they just do what they do best, take care of the bazaars themselves, and they do it with style. Uh, as this invasion is being orchestrated by none other than the fearsome, the disloyal, the the dastardly Angle Man, everyone's <laughs> most hated villain. Everyone's most feared villain, especially the JSA. I mean, oh, it's yeah. because he's so real terrible running obtuse. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that joke was so bad you so... just killed Brandon. I know. <laughs> I, you nearly heard me die. You are welcome. He is he became Boston Brand. <laughs> I am the dead man now. <laughs> now you can now you can now you can uh possess some writers and have some good stories going. I I could. Yeah. Who would who would you possess first? Joshua Williamson. <laughs> that way he doesn't fuck up Green Arrow. Said uh, who who would you possess first as uh, Dead Man? Oh, that's that's a tough Iron. one. I I was thinking I would uh, possess Todd McFarlane and have him send us many many action figures. Mm, yes, that'll, that'll be, be my first move. And then we'll uh, we'll see about DC Comics. I don't have I don't have enough shelves for many many action figures, but I can get them. You can get them. Yep. <laughs> They're you can figure out a way. <laughs> That'd be awesome. But I digress. So the JSA is making quick work of not just Angleman but the Bizarros too, working in unison as a team. 
But Huntress arrives nonetheless to help Jakeem, Thunder, and the genie as Jakeem was about to get punched in the face by a bizarro. Because uh, genie, uh, despite the fact that Superman is vulnerable to magic, bizarros being the opposite of everything Superman is, they are now invulnerable to magic. So the genie is essentially useless. And Jakeem Thunder was in grave danger, but the Huntress arrives, swings in to save him and help save the day, uh, shooting a crossbow bolt directly into Angleman's hand, uh, having him drop the angle device. I don't remember what it's actually called, but I think it's just called the angle device, uh, and kicks him in the jaw and saves the day. Dr. Fate arrives and explains what's going on with the Huntress, and they all return to the brownstone to figure out what the hell is going on. Uh, so, after hearing, um, not Selena, <laughs> Huntress's story, they begin to discuss Close. what's Helena. next. <laughs> hey, Lena, yeah. <laughs> on the one letter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nearly there. <laughs> um, where Alan says they should call in Batman, while Karen thinks that's not a great idea, uh, and... Others think that maybe they should call in other members of the JSA, including Ted, for whatever reason. But, you know, Ted Ted's a smart guy. He knows how to how to figure stuff out. Um, Huntress agrees, though, that Batman is not such a great idea to call because she does not want her father involved and putting him in even more danger. Uh, but before they can figure out what to do next um, completely while they do also, plan... Sorry? I was going to say, also, Huntress does not want... Or... Power Girl does not want Jeff Johns to write Batman again, so you know I think she's looking out for us. That's fair. That's uh, that is that's a good idea, Karen Star. Good on you. Keep that costume. Gosh, I gotta remember for the next issue of Action Comics, I have a grave about the costumes. Like every week, oh, I see I see one of the 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 new costumes. Thing I gotta remember this next issue of Action Comics, so I bring it up. But I keep forgetting. Yeah. So <laughs> I might just talk about it since Power Girl's here today. Um, as they decide that they they need to try and figure out what the hell is happening with Perdegason first and find him, instead he finds them first uh, as he vows that they are be they are about to fall. As we see next issue, the death of the JSA. Uh, so this this current JSA looks fantastic. Like the roster that they have going on right now is is a fantastic roster. I, I think it's great. Alan with a beard, hell yeah. Yeah. Did I say that last week? Yeah. I told you it would be when, when you hinted that. To. I was excited, and yeah. it looked it surpassed oh, yeah. every I told expectation. You, it's I not had. disappoint. It it I looks like it. really it's good, good on him. It. Yeah. Uh, including Easy Company in this issue was really nice to see. We're we're getting a lot of great Sergeant Rock this month or this year rather. Uh, I'm I'm happy about that. Uh, despite the fact that we we also saw the death of Sergeant Rock, but <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, but it's still it's still cool to see uh, Easy Company getting some love. the The time spanning story has me completely hooked. I I'm I'm all about this, and it looks amazing honestly all the art that they have in these issues just phenomenal it's great to look at and while i'm here now i do want to just point out my gripe about the new costumes for the super family with the leather jacket <laughs> they all look great i just feel it's taken away from connor because that was his 
costume. That was his style. It was his look. He had the black leather jacket and everything, and that was his style. He stood out that way. And now the whole freaking super family has that style, which makes him less special. And I don't like that. I don't appreciate that. That's true. But they're, on they're the other hand, you could say that Connor's style was just that the rest of the super family had to get in. So really, it makes him look even better. Yeah, but I don't care I for um, what's the word? Uh, oh, my God. You know, social media people where that's their job. Oh, influencers? Influencer. I don't care for influencers. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's essentially what Connor just became, and I don't care for that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I agree with that. It's an interesting way to put it. It's it's a sick look, and Connor rocked it for a couple of decades, and, and the rest of the family had to follow suit. Except Clark, because he knows yeah. better. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, I'm okay if Clark does not take on that style. <laughs> the rest yes, of the family, thank sure. God. Not, not Clark. Um, yeah. As for this issue, though, 8.75 out of 10, solid chapter. I'm loving the hell out of this book. It's an ongoing, right? Please tell me it's an ongoing. Maybe. I mean, it Maybe. says like 12 issue series, but I Maybe. don't know. That could change. It's yeah. hard to say. That's that's my my biggest issue with DC right now is is every time there's a new book you have to ask that question is it ongoing or is it limited yeah because like, every great series is, seems to be limited I know it's ever ever thing. since Aquaman I can't trust in anything I'm just like I don't know if it's ongoing or limited it could literally be anything we don't know yeah a comic book shouldn't do that to you yeah no shouldn't mess with your emotions like that. I Definitely guess it's not. to keep you in suspense, so you'll never know whether it'll keep going for a while or if it'll end after six months. So you just yeah. with your heart, man. Constant anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's comic books. Just constant anxiety. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. What well, do you guys I really dug this issue. Though? Yes. No. I I really dug this issue. I mean, I'm I, still just super into this series time-spanning adventure and everything i'm glad that we're, we're in the present day and it seems like we'll be sticking there for a little while there you know wasn't really a, a big jump at the end of this issue so we'll probably be you know continuing with this modern version of the jsa and then uh, maybe do some more time hopping but with the rest of the crew but yeah it was just it was like nice to see the rest of them again the jsa have been kind of popping up everywhere but we haven't really had a time to focus on like Who's the modern JSA team? We kind of knew who it was, but um, now we really have a firm idea, um, and that was really uh, really great to see. And and yes, Rob, as I as I mentioned last week, it's, it's a fun little Easter egg. But I'm I'm glad you guys finally get to see it. Alan with the beard, very nice look. I have to say, like mm -hmm. it, it gave me it gave me pause for a second. I was like, all right, I'm I'm digging it. It's uh, it's. It's a good look for for the old Sentinel. Um, yeah. But yeah, no. Aside from that, uh, just kind of continuing to to follow this mystery and uh, everything that's going on with Kerdegaton. Bit of a of a crazy ending now that uh, he's here at the at the Brownstone and the Jace. Are going to have to figure out how to deal with that? Um, haven't had much luck in the future. And, and I'm not going to turn out here, but we'll we'll have to hope that they can somehow pull it off. But yeah, no, just uh, super invested. Wondering what's happening next, um, and in terms of art, really digging it here. You know, I had some 
issues, I think, with Mikhail Hanin's art when he was on Batman, but I kind of had to remind myself that, you know, he did Grayson and that looked phenomenal. So I think it was just that type of Batman story was kind of restrictive, but uh, doing JSA with all these different characters, it looked great. And the covers in particular have been really outstanding too. So I'm, I'm mm-hmm. digging the series. And I don't know if it is 12 issues or if it's ongoing. It says 12, but who knows? That could change. But yeah, I hope it's ongoing because I could easily follow this book for a while. So this one got a 9 out of 10 for me. Um, got a 9 out of 10 for me too, man. I mean, per Degaton, we knew that that, that was coming. But this is it's cool to see him actually show up in the book. Um, all the references, the characters in the story, it's all really really good JSA and I mean jokes aside you know that's what you're getting from Jeff Johns if he's behind the pen on JSA no excuse me um plus the combined talent of uh uh Mikko Yanin and Jerry Ordway together is it's fantastic it's awesome man I'm super into it I can't wait to see what happens next uh, I gave it a 9 out of 10. Hard agree. Yeah, this, this is awesome. uh, definitely a runaway hit of the year so far. All right, so with that, we are now going to get into our top three books of the week and favorite moment if you had one. Who wants to start us off? I do, I do. Um, I'm going to give... Uh, number three to Justice Society of America. Number two to Wildcats. And um, all of these are really close, man. But um, number one, I was blown away by Superman Lost. Thought it was, I thought it was really super good. Um, I love the page, uh, the splash page where Wonder Woman ascended. But that last page of Superman Lost is just flat out awesome. It looks so good. Um, there's like three different kinds of art going on there. Superman detailed just perfectly. The trippy abstract art that's behind like geometric abstract art um, is really cool where it shows like, I guess, the dimensional fold opening up and then the space behind it all itself. All of it drawn totally differently. All of it looks fucking amazing. Um, I have to give my favorite moment to that page. It's just gorgeous. Now, what about you guys? No, your number two you said was Wildcats. My number two is Wildcats. JSA Wildcats and Superman Lost. Right on. Uh, Brandon, what about you? Uh, At number three, I had Batman Inc. Number two was Wildcats. Number five and number one, I had to give to JSA just to. Really enjoying that. And uh, my favorite moment, which uh, feels kind of safe, but I really just loved it, was that uh, that double-page spread of the whole JSA fighting against, uh, well, I guess Angleman, really the the kind of zombies that they're going up against, but uh, but Angleman is the sort of villain behind it all. Um, but yeah, that slash page was gorgeous. Love to, to have a print of that. As for me, very similar to Josh's, while in a different order. Number three, I had Wildcats number five. Number two, I had JSA number three. But at number one, I also had Superman Lost number one. And I, I just want to put a prediction out there. Brandon, if you if you did get a chance to read Superman Lost, I suspect this would have been in your top three as well. 
Mm, just okay. suspected. Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited to check it out yeah. now. Yeah, I, I'm excited to hear your it. thoughts after you do read Ooh, it. Yeah, okay. If, if you feel like sharing, yes. Um, yeah. <clears throat> favorite moment though, honestly, same as Brandon's. I was the same. There, there was only there wasn't <laughs> honestly for all the issues as good as they were, not many moments stood out for me. I mean, maybe uh, the hug between. Cass and girl bat stuff was really nice but seeing the jsa fight together on that opening splash page was just so choice it was beautiful to look at it was great to see after all this time and i agree also, I'd, there's something... I'd, get a, I'd get a print of that too oh yeah also there's something so hilariously blunt about um about power girl saying in the midst of all this battle where the hell is superman I don't know yeah. what it was. Like, for some reason, that kind of just made me laugh. <laughs> like they're in the yeah. middle of this thing. This is like, where the fuck is standard. he? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Where? Come on, man. Like, do you not see everything that's going on right now with all these bizarros? Yeah. Where the hell are you? <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Very reminiscent of uh, like a Guardians of the Galaxy opener, or something like that. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> yeah. All right, so that was our favorite moment, and now it's time for your favorite moment. It is... The Biggest Thinker. Oh, that's nasty. But not too bad this week, really. Yeah. Did you guys have anything? I mean, nothing that was particularly terrible, but the weakest one for me was probably the Lazarus Planet Revenge of the Gods. Yeah, that that one Oops. is actually on. That's my biggest stinker of the week. I I genuinely did not really enjoy that one. So everything else is great though. <laughs> yeah. Josh, you had anything? I mean, my lowest scored issue was Batgirls, and um, I know I like to be tough on Conrad and and and. Uh, Clooning, but it really it doesn't really deserve to be on the stink list. No. It was okay. Didn't have a didn't yeah. hate it. Right on. There you go. Solid week all around. Except for me. Because I'm a stickler apparently. <laughs> yeah. Well with that is our show. Now, remember, you can help support us by going to buymeacoffee.com forward slash NAR podcast. Check us out on Twitter at Not a Robot Comics, Instagram at NAR Comic Books, and subscribe to our Substack for bonus reviews, articles, and more. And as always, there's only one way we say goodbye around here. Until next time, be good to each other. And don't be a robot. Yeah, it's funny, Josh, when you mentioned the McFarlane Superman, I was like, which one could he be talking about? Because I imagine there were a ton. So I did a little little digging and I kind of went down the rabbit hole. I must have completely missed this. But there's a McFarlane version of the War World Superman. Yeah, yeah I saw Actually, that. Did you guys see dude. that? Yeah, it's like sixteen bucks, and I must have it. So I came, and I, <laughs> I, 
I like it's it's this is actually becoming kind of bad because <laughs> like it was it was back to back. I had that, um, and then the the Kyle Rayner, the one that you got, the um, brightest day version, or I forget which one it is exactly, but it's like it's like the one with the green tunic. Um, that one was for a very reasonable price, so I just I caved and I got both of them. So they'll be coming this Saturday. That one. Ugh. And now I have three more McFarlane figures when previously I had none. So Rob, talking, this is all your fault. You're talking about the. I have one, to right? agree with you. I now. Yeah, have no, that one. That's the one with the okay. with the sword. Yeah. But so that's the one that comes with the sword, though. Wait. Okay. I'm confused. This no, one. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. No, sorry. My mistake. That one does come with two swords, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, this one, sorry. the the pose shows it with the sword. Yeah, I forgot because I, I took I those couldn't... swords and put it on John and Kyle. Or John yeah. and Kyle, rather. This is all your fault. No. I hate you. Brandon. I have four hate you. <laughs> Why did you do this? You know what the problem is? They just, like, they're such good-looking figures. It's yeah. hard to resist. It really is. Like, I and... saw the sculpt for the world, and I couldn't believe it. It was, like, right out of the pages of action. It looks really cool. How... What, I know, how could you not pick it up? Oh god. Get, uh, get a figure stand. Oh yeah. No, I need to. Because yeah. I, I have I showed you the the pose I wanted to do with Grifter where he's like midair with the sword, but I don't have a yeah. I don't have a pose for that. I don't have a, yeah. a poser for that, so I need to get one of those. But yeah. Can you see so, the Robin King? I can see so the Robin King. And he's just as frightful as he was three years ago. Yeah. And And I got the Batman as well. And he looks freaking awesome. And that no, no. also, Brandon, is all Rob's mm. fault. Very much so. <laughs> no, no shit. This is Hope what I find happy hilarious. with yourself. This is what I find hilarious. I was only after the McFarlane figures for the Green Lantern. Figures. And I got them all except for John Stewart that I'm missing. But I'm debating mm -hmm. on it because it's the exact same as the Endless Winter one. It just yeah. has more constructs. So I'm I'm done. But I think you guys are gonna keep going. <laughs> I know. I'm telling you, this was like this is like a psyop. This was all planned. Uh, <laughs> I'm either no going that for I was like... in it for a mission and I completed my mission and you guys are screwed. <laughs> yeah. See, well I I I had to, because this Wonder Woman is so fucking sweet, mm -hmm. I had to complete the set. I couldn't just have a box laying around with a fucking couple of extra body parts in it. I had That's to fair. complete the set. It's just no question. Now, my mission is I'm, I'm, I'm trying to pick between two of them. One of them is going to be com is, is going to be impossible to complete. But I want to either do... The extended Bat Family, or the extended Justice League. That and I don't know if it's possible to really complete either with McFarland. I don't think they've done all of them. I mean, it, the, there's at least like the seven. Most right? of the Justice League. Yeah, there's Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, of course, Green Lantern. There is 
a green arrow. At least in Justice Green Arrow, I don't know which other ones. I think they've done Hawkgirl, they've done Cyborg. I know they've done Martian Manhunter. Flash, I'm not sure about though. I oh, think no, there's a death have... there's a there's a death metal series for the Flash family. There's yeah, there's Jay, a whole Wally, speed metal series that looks Barry. pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. I would want a costume that's not the blue suit Wally though. What the <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man, come on, Wally. dude. One. I, the Manhattan one looks cool. Yeah. Uh, I don't want a figure of that though. I want like I want the I want the costume they have for Wally right now, which I'm sure they're gonna do at some point. No, I mean, they've been sitting on that one for a while. At least until... But here's the, the catch. It's the Diodato. Oh, God. Don't even say that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, the sad thing is, like, I love the costume that he has right now, but that costume, yeah. it's, it's not actually new. It was originally designed for Flash Rebirth, as, a, as I'm sure yeah. you might know. Um, but the artist of Flash Rebirth, who shall remain unnamed, because he's a horrible yeah. person, um, is uh, is not someone I want to give credit to. Yeah. Oh, trust me, the, the Green Lantern fandom knows exactly how that feels. <laughs> yeah, that pain, I'm sure. It's a shame, it's too. Like, some of the, the book best has Green been Lantern stories are written art. by assholes. Yeah. Or created by assholes. JG Jones. Exactly. EVS. Yeah. Uh, yeah. EVS. Ugh. And then there's the Nightfall series. Is somebody typing? Not me. Nope. Oh, that was weird. Okay. Anyway. I, I interrupted somebody. I'm not sure who. <laughs> uh, I just remember I was going to say something like five minutes ago and I just forgot. The, I was mentioning the Nightfall series coming out soon that I imagine both of you guys want to get your hands on. The Batman yeah, no, I've already the got Nightfall set. the Batman and Robin practically pre-ordered. <laughs> it's too good to be true. Yeah. That's really the only set that I want, but I want to know what all the figures are before before I, I, I think it. it's it's really just Azrael and Catwoman. And then yeah, I don't and it might be they're just releasing those two as a pair. And then Catwoman and, and Azrael and Bane they did previously. Excuse me. So 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 no dick? No dick. I mean, no, that depends if you get Batman and Catwoman together, but... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was really holding out for that uh, that 90s wing costume, but I'm afraid we'll have to wait until another day. One day. 